1: This is a headgum podcast.
0: In 86, N.M.
1: Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time, the Babysitter's Club. Love. Hey, Tanner, guess what day it is? Thursday. Yeah, it's Thursday. we got to talk about this book. February. We were... Okay, do don't triangulate in time okay bleep all that okay fine um guess what episode it is
0: episode number 100 what (sighs) we made it we made it baby nation you all doubted us you didn't think we could do it yeah and here we are this episode is dedicated to the haters kiss dirt baby nation yeah this one's for Uh, the haters
1: actually thinking about it i feel like the haters probably have stopped listening by episode 100 that's just that's just a theory that i'm working on i don't read the reviews or anything so i don't
0: know (laughs) but whatever they can kiss dirt okay Uh, haters can kiss dirt baby nation anyone in baby nation who doubted us can kiss dirt Mm -hmm. even if they've come uh, around
1: anyone who's ever doubted us can kiss dirt okay what about people who have had our backs this whole time but are starting to doubt us now kiss dirt okay what about people who have enjoyed like ninety percent of the episodes, but there have been a few episodes where they're like, oh, that one kind of fell flat." That's
0: fair. I agree. <laughs> I agree with that assessment.
1: Okay. All right. So they don't have to kiss start.
0: Done a hundred of these. They can't all be winners, you know. <laughs> um, I think we're batting like a solid two twenty. Oh, good. That's great. That's uh, that's the Mendoza line. Yeah. Like every, so 22 of our 100 episodes so far have been good. Yeah. Yeah. Which that is was a good a, average in this game.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. though, in the case of the Mendoza line, uh, you are allowed to stay on the team with a bad batting average because you're an incredible fielder. So, what's that for us? We are incredible friends. That's nice. That's very sweet. I'll take it. So, um, it's a bad show, but their friendship is incredible. <laughs> Good. What a what a good uh, affirming start to our 100th episode. Uh, I feel affirmed. I hope, baby nation, you feel nurtured and loved by us in this moment. Yeah, uh, and if not, kiss dirt. Yeah. <laughs> Good, we're coming out swinging, and that's what matters. Um, it's really late at night right mm-hmm.
0: now. Yeah. I'm going to bring a really bad energy to this one. <laughs>
1: okay, good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Is that yeah. what all the Kiss Dirt stuff came yeah. from? Yeah, You know, I'm just feeling a little ornery. Okay, good. Feeling good. a little punchy. Good, I'm looking forward to that. Um, what about if we uh, introduce the show and kind of see if we can uh, turn that frown upside down? Okay, I'd like to see you try. All right. I'm it's going gonna be to be an uphill battle. Hi, hi, and welcome hi. And welcome to the Babysitter's Club. Let's say club. it together, Tanner. Club. I just said it.
0: Let's say it together. I didn't know you though. were going to do the thing. I didn't know you were going to do that.
1: Club. <sighs> no, no, let's just... Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's club. 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 Okay, all right. Let's just... Let me say it this time. Okay. Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's Club. Club. A podcast in which I, I'm Jack Shepard. And I... <laughs> yes. That's it. That's all, That's it.
0: <laughs> what, what happened? Did you panic? My name is Tanner. <laughs> In which I, Jack
1: Shepard, and- I don't want to fall into one of your grammar traps. (laughs) You came so close. (laughs) You came so close to walking right into one. (laughs) A podcast in which I, Jack Shepard, my name is Tanner, talk about the classic novels of The Princess of the Prince of Town, St. Annabelle Matthews Martin, Stormborn, Soul Skinner, Mother of Clocks, and Bane to Bats, First of Her Name, Last of Her Kind, Last Hope for Humankind, and Tanner- She's the first of her name, but we learned about an alternate universe name that she has this week.
0: Oh, yeah. The Happy reset Two. Two alternate universe names. Yeah. One of them is like a gender-bent rule. What's the rule where... Do you know the naughty rule? Do you know the naughty internet rule?
1: Rule 34. Yeah, you know uh, that one? I refuse to... Ad- admit whether or not i know about it and i certainly am not interested in talking about it on this non-meme related podcast
0: it's a meme related podcast i i take i take issue with two things there <laughs> you're the one who named the rule so you know about it <laughs> two it's a meme related podcast three i know i said i only had two things but i have three there's another rule an mm-hmm. internet rule mm-hmm. like the naughty rule you just named yeah that is, the naughty rule you just named, Baby Nation. if you don't know it, rule 34, is that if it exists, there I don't, is I porn of it on the internet.
1: specifically said I don't want to talk about it. Two, yeah. there's
0: another rule, and I can't remember what number it is. It's like rule 60, and it's like, if a character exists, someone has gender swapped it somewhere on the internet. Okay. And that, so Anne has fallen prey to rule 60 or
1: whatever. Right. And so, that was a and long so. walk to... The fact that, in the happy reading section, Anne told us a little bit more of her biographical information this week. Yeah. That, first of all, she was originally going to be called Anne Elizabeth. After, um... Queen Elizabeth? Lizzie... Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden. Um, What about Lizzie Bennett from Pride and Prejudice? Oh, sure. Oh, what about Liz
0: from the 80s NES game Rampage? Oh, that's what it is. The one who turned into a
1: giant lizard. She was like a lady. You don't need to explain it to me. Okay. Um, And she also revealed that had she been the man, and I think what she's trying to say is that in an alternate universe. In if rule 60, let me, can I just, Uh,
0: I I just don't want to embarrass Jack. I don't want to embarrass you, and I don't want to embarrass me by getting the rule number wrong.
1: It just, it feels like, here's the thing. Here's what happens, Tanner. We, like, we start talking about this, and then you... Rule
0: 63, the proposition that it is possible to find gender-swapped versions of every fictional character, especially as fan art, on the internet. Thank you, Wiktionary. Okay, fine. And so, Anne revealed in this week's happy reading that should Rule 63
1: apply to her, continue. Her name would be John Lawrence. John Lawrence. John Lawrence. Lawrence. Huh. Well, we know John is
0: important in these books. John is important in his books, and often Jack. I don't know if you knew this. John yeah. has a has a somewhat common nickname, especially but kind of back in the old days. Jack. Jack. Huh. And Lawrence. Mm-hmm. It's the
1: fancy way of saying Larry. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so here we are, uh, and I haven't even said the title of the book yet. Um, but yeah, John was the name of the superb rat. Yeah. Right? And Abby's dad. And John Pike. Mm. Don't
0: and get then, me started. Don't get me started on Lawrence. I Okay. Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence of Arabia.
1: Uh, Tanner, why are Morpheus we- Morpheus from The
0: Matrix. You're going to take the blue pill or the red pill?
1: No. I, now, now I'm going to keep talking about the introduction to this podcast. A podcast in which we talk about Anne and Martin or John Lawrence, depending on what universe you live in. Uh, or what version of reality you inhabit. And this week, Baby Nation, we're going to be talking about a little book that is called Claudia and the World's Cutest Baby. Right. I liked it. I liked it too. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about that before we started recording, but you said that you refused outright to talk about BSC-related matters outside of the podcast forum.
0: Well, let's talk about it now. This is Jack, this is your last chance. What do you mean? After this there is no turning back.
1: Wow, that's a lot of fucking pressure.
0: You take the blue pill, your story ends. You wake up in your bed and you believe whatever you want to believe. You okay. take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland <laughs> and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Okay? Make a, your decision.
1: I I would like in the context of this podcast Careful. to take I know. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't want to take
0: the blue pill. You know, fuck, fuck the misogynists for co-op. <laughs>
1: I know, fuckers. It would. Well, I don't know. I can't even We're say that. We can have such a... fun with that. It would have. It's a cool. It would have been cool. It was cool, and now it's not.
0: Now it's not. <sighs> Tanner, let's talk about the novel. Okay. Um, I got it up here on my phone.
1: I liked it. Bingo, you bingo. liked it. Uh, do you want to? D- should we just dive right in? Oh wait, I-, I could describe it. I could describe the novel. Why don't I describe? I think them? we
0: have to describe it, Jack. I've I've been tracking comments in Baby Nation lately.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyone listening, if you're not already involved in Baby Nation, go and look it up. It's on Facebook. It's, it's our, our Facebook group, fan group. It's a um, very fun and uh, lively place to be. We're in Wonderland. We're we are seeing how a lot of people are seeing how far the rabbit hole goes because oh, a lot yeah. of people we are we are kind of beyond where they ever read as children. Oh, right. Yeah. So our job is more important than that it ever, ever was has before been. to describe okay. these books.
1: good. Well, that is a very, very good um, segue into my introduction. Okay. So I'm just going to take that. I'm going to describe this book, Tanner. Okay. Oh, okay. And then just so that we're covering our bases. That should cover us. We'll yeah, have, we'll be covered then. We'll have you describe the book.
0: Huh. Um I just don't... Jack, I get where you're coming from, and I appreciate it, and I appreciate you giving me this chance and like giving me this opportunity to really step up and show what I'm made out of, but I don't think I'm going to be good at that. Well,
1: I think that... And I think maybe it might be a mistake to do it at all. There comes a time, Tanner, when you have to fucking step up to the plate, and I think you're going to find that this week, our 100th episode, is the time when you are called upon to do that more than you ever have been before. But I'm going to set you up. I'm going to clear the way for you by describing this book first. Okay. You ready for that? Yep. I'm going to begin now. And I recognize how important this is to the baby nation, especially those who have not uh, read this far and are completely dependent on us for our description of this book. Tanner, I can see you when you pretend to fall asleep on the pop filter. I assume you know that. So just hang tight. I'm going to describe this book. I'm going to begin. I can still see you. I can see what you're doing. No one else can see it. I'm going to begin now. Into every generation, there is a chosen one. A child who is so special, so gifted, and so full of potential that anyone entrusted with their care must drop everything else, no matter how important, and devote every waking hour to this precious gift. And it is further written that there is no one else in the world who can take this hallowed task unto themselves but the one who has been named... Watcher of this child All other matters must be cast aside When the child cries out, the watcher must jump to its side When the child turns its gaze to the watcher The watcher must gaze back, forsaking all other objects of its attention When the child shits himself, the watcher must change the child's diaper And so forth Anyway, Tanner, what I am saying is that I did not have time to write a description this week. Claudia and the world's cutest baby. Because we got
0: started so late.
1: No, we we got started so late. I started right on time.
0: I got thought maybe you would
1: have time to get one and get one in. Did you learn nothing from this book, Tanner? It's a book. It's literally a book about people who have a fucking newborn child and are at the end of their fucking wits. No, your your baby's like essentially an adult
0: now. <laughs> it, is it sleeping through the night? He's sleeping through large portions of the night. Perfect. You know, you're fine. Uh huh. It sounds like you're set up, man. You just have like this. It's like a pet. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot like a pet. Um, I think they go through they go through discrete phases. It's like a nightmare mm-hmm. for the first month, mm-hmm. and then it's like a pet for mm-hmm. like. Three years until it starts walking and talking. Yeah, and then it's and basically then it's just a friend, tiny human. Yeah, and then it's like a bad human, mm-hmm. like a, an undercooked human. Oh yeah.
1: Then it gets red. And then pilled. it's like
0: a yeah, and then it's like a sullen rebellious human, mm-hmm. and then it's a resentful human, mm-hmm. and then it just swings back around a human. But you have to wait like twenty years for that to happen. This... God, what a mistake you made.
1: Yeah, well, there's no going back now, and uh, sometimes we have to watch our baby after work, and uh, uh, they they don't want us to write our descriptions. Hmm. So we're really. I, thought, um, I liked the title
0: "Godmother."
1: Oh yeah, I liked that a lot. The Godmother, the God, and I
0: figured maybe if we were open to it, we could add another title to Anne. The Godmother, the Godmother of Stony Brook. The god. You have to be careful not to, because it's not godmother. What That's about the mother thing, god? No. It's just like she, it's like the god king. It's the yeah. godmother. Can we make that work? What are you looking at? What are you reading on your computer screen? Um, Something's got your attention. What is it? Enter your password for
1: in iCloud. Bleep huh? Does that, that out. seem important right now? Or? Well, it blocked me f- from looking at your beautiful little face. So I was trying to close it out. Fine, forget it. Forget the godmother stuff. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know episode one hundred is going to be so contentious. <laughs> I feel like you're the one who's bringing it there, Tanner. What I want from you is to describe this novel for us. We need you more than ever. Technically, it's only book ninety-seven, so let's not. This is the big one. This is like you know how in 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 those movies or those TV shows where it's like the kid who's just trying to make it with her guitar and her voice. And she plays to, like, a an audience where she hopes that people are going to show up, but, like, there are only, like, five people in the audience. And, like, that's the night the fucking A&R guy shows up. Mm. I think yeah, that's yeah. that's what's going to happen. I think an A&R guy, someone from, mm. from, like, BMG or Sony. Tonight. Tonight! You think we're being scouted. Sing your song, man. This is it. This is the time. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. This is it. This is it. This is like where we there were like, you know what, fuck it. We've never been able to land this one. We've never been able to land this one in practice, but fuck it. Like the AR guy is here. I that's a guy from Sony. I just recognized him. If we have one shot, mom spaghetti. Okay, I'm ready. Let's do it fucking <clears throat> now. You ready? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm put gonna 60 get going. seconds. Here I I'm, go. Sixty seconds on the <clears throat> clock. All right. I want you to start. Right. Now.
0: Um hello, my name is Tanner Greenring. Um I've prepared a song for you tonight it's um uh i dream a dream from my miss
1: no 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 no. you gotta describe the book describe the book there was a time when men were kind no no tanner listen to me when the voices were soft tanner 20 seconds have gone by tanner tanner oh my god i do not want to open my iCloud preferences right now tanner and the world was a song No, stop it Describe the, the novel I didn't describe the novel You have to This is our 100th episode There was a time Stop it Stop it Stop it Stop it wrong. Stop it We've got 10 more seconds You I can dream, do this Stop it Knock it off Tanner, knock it off when hope was high
0: <laughs> and life It's over And time
1: living.
0: And time Jack. Now I thought we were doing a thing there. I didn't like it because you said the A and R guys were here, and I, I knew that like Susan Boyle did the whole thing where Susan Boyle went up and no one <laughs> thought she could do it, and everyone doubted her. And it was just like the look can be deceiving sometimes. These like these people you don't expect much from have like a, amazing talent and beautiful voices, and I thought I would come up
1: and do this whole Susan Boyle thing That's where incredible. she sang "I Dream a Dream." You took it. You're taking it way too fucking literally. Susan Boyle was really good at singing I Dream a Dream. Your I was doing my best. You're really good at at describing Babysitter's Club books. That's you what you so. do. That's what you do, man. You think I'm really good at it? Really good. The best I've ever fucking talked to. Honestly, you're the best person I've ever talked to. All right. Here's the thing. You really bolstered my confidence, and I want another run at this. Okay. I wanted you to describe this book because I I kind of failed us. Okay. I'm ready. All right. I'm going to put 60 seconds on this big, bad clock, and I would like for you to to begin describing this novel during those 60 seconds right now.
0: I dream that love would never (laughs) die.
1: Stop it. Stop, 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 stop.
0: I dream that God would be forgiving. Love it. (laughs) You really – I just, like, Jack, I don't know what you want from me because you you (laughs) built me up there, and you, like, talked such a good game about how good I was and how, like, how much you respected me, and I just thought maybe – you wanted me to go again. You wanted to, know, like, you wanted to hear more.
1: The book is called Claudia and the World's Cutest Baby. And I want to talk about the book, but I need you to give us some of the details of the book before we can talk about it. All right. Here's, here's, luck, here's my one note. I
0: accidentally just closed the window that I had the lyrics to I Dreamy Dream of <laughs> Dream up in. Thanks so I can't fall back on that bit again.
1: <laughs> All right. Do you want to, You want me to put 60 seconds on the Big man, clock? yeah okay i'm gonna begin right now there is a castle on a cloud higher there's a castle
0: on a cloud okay she's like a little girl do it hi there is a castle on a (laughs) cloud good do you just want to, like, let's kick off. You know, it's 100th episode. It's our fucking
1: show. <laughs> no, I not you describe this novel. I'm going to start. Let's kick off and sing I'm...
0: Les Miz the rest of the
1: episode. I'm going to start this big, bad clock right now. Peaches,
0: Claudia's aunt, has a baby. And at the same time, Claudia is engaged in a planning a school trip with her history class to go to the city of brotherly love. Phileo Adelphi, <laughs> I love it. Uh, where she will learn about history, U.S. history. But Peaches has her baby, and she names it Lynn after Claudia. Claudia's middle name is Lynn. That's my tearful moment. We'll come back to that later. Claudia is overbearing, and she thinks she's an expert in babysitting because she's been a babysitter for some time. And she comes over to the house, and she makes her presence like super well known, and uh, never leaves them alone, and always wants to be with the baby and with them. And it drives them insane, and they eventually yell at her and kick her out. And then she goes to Philadelphia, and this girl named Melissa tags along with her, and she realizes how obnoxious it can be to be a pest, and she apologizes to Peaches, and uh, they make up, and everything's fine. And time. Good job. You didn't hit the B-plot? A little bit. little, little bit. B-plot is Marilyn and Carolyn? Oh, fuck. There's a, there's a C-plot. Yeah. It's a good B-plot one. B-plot is Marilyn and Carolyn. C-plot is the Philadelphia trip.
1: Yeah. Good. Good. Well, I was going to say good, clean babysitting fun, but that is not what this book is. It is there a is rich good... tapestry. It is a rich yeah. tapestry, and you know you're going to get a rich tapestry when you are nipple-deep in a sweet, sweet sea of sweet, sweet Pete's sweet, sweet treats this week. Um, because that is indeed the case. This is a Larangius special. Uh, only Larangius can be trusted to introduce important new characters. Yeah. No, oh, I loved it.
0: I um I was... Sweet Pete's sweet nipples feet treats. yeah this week
1: yeah got it sweet sweet Pete's... Sweet, sweet Pete feet, feet sweet sweet Pete
0: feet <laughs> um Beep did you... here come those sweet sweet Pete's sweet oh, feet uh back them up right into right into this these kissing lips sweet Pete uh, I kiss, don't kiss kiss them deep kiss them deep this week Pete <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're still listening Pete. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to our Menchies real quick, because I would love to sing you a song.
1: No, I don't want
0: that. No, you do want this one. Okay. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) The red just writes about the sitters like he's done before. (laughs) And was sitting in a chair, but she fell on the floor. When you're gonna stop, Pete? I don't know when. We'll have a laugh till then. (laughs) Jack. It'll make us laugh till then. (laughs) That's beautiful. Yeah. That was um, set to the tune of Cats in the
1: Cradle by Harry Chapin. Ugly Kid Joe. Ugly Kid Joe? Yeah. That's a reference that some people will get. Ugly Kid Joe did a really famous cover of Cats in the Cradle in the early 90s. It was huge.
0: It was submitted by Baby B. Laura at Laura Spadanuda on Twitter. Why don't you spell it out? S P A D A N U T A Okay. Spa Dan Uda. Why were you
1: singing that Tanner?
0: Kissing a sweet sea of sweet peat feet this week.
1: Kissing it deep. Kissing those feet?
0: Uh oh, that's Real not deep. descriptive. Um so each week we do a segment when Pete writes a book where we talk about our favorite moment that we realized that we were reading we, we couldn't have been reading anything but the sweet, sweet prose of Sweet Pete uh-huh. Peter Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Jack, this week, did you when? When was the moment you realized that you were swimming in a sweet sea of
1: Pete? Um, that's a tough one, man. Because there were a lot of great, great Laurentius moments. There were a, gr- a lot of great moments in this text that only Pete could have created. I've
0: got a Laurentius moment and two connected burns. And I just realized that my two connected burns are also connected to my Leonard's moment. It's like a sweet symphony.
1: Oh, gosh. That's going to be fun to edit. Sweet Uh, symphony of Pete. Okay. Here it is. It's also a beautiful moment. Uh, It's the moment where Peaches is rushed to the hospital uh, early on in the book, uh, which any competent ghostwriter would would be able to handle a scene like that. But Pete chooses to describe it through a brilliant piece of repartee uh, that exists between Claudia and the other members of the Babysitter's Club, and I would like to read that for you right now so you can get a sampling uh, of the scintillating prose and the hilarious wit of the great sweet period Invite Piro me in. Ranges. Bring me
0: in. E- 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 That's how I read it each time. E- e- <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're familiar with this passage as well.
0: No, that's just like it's the only sound the baby makes. <laughs> well, this is actually this is
1: actually Cl- Claudia making the sound. Oh, okay. E- what happened? Stacy asked. E- Claudia, calm down. Christy screamed. That was Russ on the phone, I told them. He's taking Peaches to the hospital right now. Yay! My friends wrapped me in a great big hug. Except Abby. She looked confused. Taking Peaches to the hospital? Is this some kind of ancient birthing ritual? Peaches is my aunt, I explained. Say it again. Say say <laughs> the last part again. What were you? Were you listening to something?
0: No, I was... There's, <laughs> a few years ago, in like 2010, <laughs> scientists analyzed the vocal cords of cavemen <laughs> to try to figure out what they sounded like and they like synthesized what like a caveman voice would sound like uh-huh. but for some reason they didn't like make it say anything they just <laughs> made it say like one syllable and it was an e okay and there's this recording <laughs> and it's yeah. hilarious of a caveman going like it." <laughs> eh. <laughs> <laughs> eh. we- it's like why scientists like <laughs> I want to hear it saying a word. And you just gave me like.
1: Can we. uh... And that's
0: also what I thought about every time the baby.
1: (laughs) Can we throw that in there? Yeah. If we can find it. We'll we'll throw a little uh, version of that. So, Baby Nation, that's why Tanner didn't react to my brilliant. Yeah. Sorry. Say it again. (laughs) He's taking pizzas to the hospital right now. Yay. My friends wrapped me in a great big hug. Except Abby. She looked confused. (laughs) You know what else it reminds me of? What? Peanut
0: butter baby. That
1: find of that baby comes Yeah, everybody in knows butter.
0: about Peanut Butter Baby.
1: Here's I'm trying to read you a funny moment. Good? The baby's like, "Yeah, I like what <laughs> 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 Peanut Butter Baby." Do your thing. There should be a, like, there should be a name for the specific kind of torture that, like, the very unique and specialized and idiosyncratic kind of torture that is when you're trying to tell a joke or tell a funny story and someone interrupts you right when you get to the punchline with a like an old internet meme that they just <laughs> remember <laughs> eh. <laughs> that like let me
0: hear your let me hear your lorange's moment i'm excited about it
1: i feel like that's like maybe in like this not in like one of the deep ones but in like the second circle of hell it's that okay that was russ i told them he's taking peaches to the hospital right now yay my friends wrapped me in a great big hug except abby she looked confused taking peaches to the hospital. Is that some kind of ancient birthing ritual? Oh, I get it. (laughs) She thought she meant the fruit. Yeah.
0: Abby doesn't know who Peaches is. Double rainbow. Double rainbow. (laughs) Yes. Do you remember this one? It was like a cat and he was like a psychic medium and he was like
1: mouse mouse <laughs> no but it sounds good tanner, it was
0: really good and the guy who made it deleted it from the internet because he didn't have permission to use the cat video
1: tanner this is not reply all okay this is a baby. on that show yeah you'd be you'd be like the fucking worst part of that show
0: alex if you want to switch with <laughs> me for like <laughs> please, please you come do
1: this i'll go do that please alex if you're listening i would Really appreciate that. That was my Larangius <laughs> moment. And I feel like you have sullied the legacy of Sweet Pete because that was a very funny moment that I immediately knew only Larangius could have written, but uh, you made it seem like it wasn't that interesting. Tanner, what was your No, I mean, moment? I tried to hype it up. No, you didn't. And there's no going back now. So I want to hear yours. This is before the baby is
0: born. Mm-hmm. It's the opening chapter... Claudia gets a fax from Peaches and Russ of the sonogram. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're going to try to sabotage mine
1: because I, Why would I do
0: accidentally that? sabotaged
1: yours. Why would I do that?
0: I brought the fax paper. Scumbag I Steve. I just like, if you try to hit me with memes, I'm just going to engage with you on <laughs> Oh Yeah, and that's he, true. Ours, then neither of us it. is going to be happy. <laughs> no one's going to like that. I've met him. Scumbag Steve. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He was really nice. Yeah, I brought the fax paper to the kitchen table and propped it up against the salt and pepper shakers. Dad and Mom were already pouring skim milk over their favorite cereal, Puke Nuggets. The real name is Pure Nuggets, but they have about 93 different grains, no sugar, and no taste. Plus, they're dark brown. Looking at them makes me sick.
1: (laughs) That's your moment. Puke Puke nuggets. Nuggets. It's a good concept. Pure Nuggets. Puke Nuggets. Puke Nuggets. It's little touches like that, Tanner. That and and it's like it's difficult. I feel like to convey to somebody who hasn't been immersed in every sentence of literally 100 of these books, but Pete has like he approaches these texts with just like a little bit, a little bit extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like another no, ghostwriter, and I don't want to. I don't want to like. I don't want to malign Nola or Ellen Miles even, or – Let's not even talk about Ellen Miles because she's a non-entity in this. Or or the entity or um, – Suzanne Wayne. Suzanne Wayne or Anne or anybody. But any of those other writers would have just said, Janine poured the cereal. They wouldn't have even gotten
0: there because they wouldn't have had their attention to we're detail. We're eating
1: cereal for breakfast. But Pete yeah. like pulls out his character Bible, and he's like, well, I wrote this whole chapter about like the founding of this company called Pure Nuggets, how like they had all these board meetings where they were worried that people would mistake it for puke nuggets. Uh, right. But like, they eventually just went through, and they got the copyright, and then it was too late, and there was like a typography exactly. error. Yeah, yeah. Where it, it looks said, like anyone who nuggets. calls
0: it puke nuggets, we don't want their business anyway. Right. But they didn't, they didn't really think about, like, and this is all in, in Pete's brand Bible. Yeah. He's like, they didn't even really think about the fact that, like, someone could buy this, but, like, someone else in the household is calling right. you puke nuggets, and that catches on and it spreads, and it's like, it's terrible
1: for the brand. They're going to have this for whole the brand. social media campaign that's like, we look like puke, but we don't taste like it, and it's not going to work. They do, like, 10 social media campaigns.
0: One's, like, very earnest. Yeah. And it's, like, all about how it's full of, like, 93. F- Uh, vitamins and nutrients and like it's very good for you and then they try to do this like Wendy's thing where they're being like very like edgy and sardonic and they're like yeah sure you think it's puke yeah like go fuck yourself yeah it's like a real vice media kind of approach that sounds
1: good I kind of want to buy them now from
0: you saying that yeah and then people get sick of that and like a bunch of like other like shitty cereal brands start imitating it and then it's like what do we do to innovate like now they're making board games called Puke Nuggets, the board game,
1: and it's like, I, like we've just lost the message, guys. And Pete just writes this whole fucking thing out, and he just take, he's like, well, I've got that handy, I've got that handy, I wrote that out. I'm just gonna take that, I'm gonna take the just a piece of that, a piece of that world that I've created, and right. I'm gonna throw it in a description of Claudia's breakfast in the morning. Right. It's fucking great, Tanner. I would worlds upon worlds. I I desperately feel like. Two things need to happen. One, we better start talking about what happens in this book fucking fast. I would love to, but I need to to get a beer. Okay, fine. You say goodbye. Bye.
0: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hmm. What would I do with an extra hour in my day? Share this with a friend, one like, one prayer. I will follow through on the like prayer stuff, too. I will be praying all night. I would use today's sponsor, BetterHelp.com. Um, of course, I can't. I am evil Tanner. I can only use the deep web. We do have a deep web version of BetterHelp.com. Um, it's called WorseHelp.com. It's not good, but I think BetterHelp.com is great from everything I've heard. Convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch at any time, no additional charge. Uh, go to Check it out. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com bedfellows to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp h e l p.com bedfellows. See you there. Well, not me, but have fun. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. We're back. Jack. Yeah. I want to lead you down a path. Come with me. Okay. Did you have a... (gasps) Burn
1: of the week.
0: Now, I know we don't typically do this this early, but I have two burns. Okay. And they're both related to this week's... Moment, moment. So I wanted to get in and get out, and then we can get back to the book. Okay,
1: fine. Let's do a quick strike. Come let's with me do it fast. Let's if you do want to quick. live. Come with me if you want to live. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear your burns, man. Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah. Regarding
0: the sonogram, mm-hmm. Logan snatched the paper off the ground and looked at it. Whoa, what's this? Sorry, let me... <sighs> It was like surfer. It went like surfer. (laughs) Come on. Yeah, do a Louisville accent. Whoa, what's this? Some kind of underwater fungus? (laughs) Underwater fungus? I grabbed it out of his hands. That, for your information, I snapped, is my cousin. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Logan, Marianne said disapprovingly. The rest of the way to school, Logan acted like a puppy dog with its tail between its legs. (laughs) Burn of the Week on Lynn Kishi. She looks like underwater fungus. Yeah. And then, later, Mm -hmm. during Peach's first pregnancy, Mary Ann and I had started knitting a lavender crib blanket for the baby. Mary Ann had done most of the work at first. She's a very talented knitter. After the miscarriage, I had finished it and put it away at the back of the closet, just in case. Now, just in case, was about to be a reality. I smiled at Mary Ann. I brought it. And that's... Would I'll bring, peaches. A moment later, Logan came bounding towards us. I have to admit, telling news the fourth time around was every bit as fun as the first time. Logan's response? Does she look like the facts? (laughs) Boys. (laughs) Underwater fungus. Yeah, and then he brought it back. He He called back uh, his own burn. Called back his own joke. Yeah. From earlier in the book. Both burns on this ugly baby.
1: Yeah. Very strong. I've got a quick burn, Tanner, this week. It relates to Janine Kishi, my favorite character in this series. Uh Uh-huh. It's as follows. It's during the chapter two where Claudia is describing her family. Uh Uh-huh. She says the following thing. In my parents' eyes, Janine is perfection. She finished... Excuse me? Nothing. Go ahead. We are seeing... In your eyes, in your okay. no, 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 I didn't ask. Light no, 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 the heat, I don't need it. Your eyes I, I know the song. Okay, I don't need it. I don't okay. need it. In my parents' eyes, Janine is perfect. Let's just, as far as my parents are concerned, <laughs> Janine is perfection. She finishes my dad's puzzles after he gives up. She not only likes classical books, but classical music and classical clothes. That day, for example, she was wearing a prim button-down. White shirt with a pin in the shape of a profile of Bach, whoever that is. Claudia, you know who Bach is. It's a burn on Bach. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a burn on Bach, and it's also a burn on the state of modern education. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Claudia's just being petty. She knows who Bach is. <laughs> she like, here's the thing: is like Claudia recognizes. Bach from his, like, profile in yeah. <laughs>
1: She's like, who's that?
0: And she's still like, oh, who's that Bach? Oh, who's that? Who's that? Scarlatti? <laughs>
1: <laughs> good. Good
0: comedy. Very um, good, Burn of the Weeks. And now it's done, Jack, and we can just move on with our lives. Isn't it nice to get it out early? Yeah, it's
1: good. I'd like to talk about this novel.
0: It's no longer hanging over us. We Let's can just talk, talk about, about the book. novel for ten minutes before we have to get the fuck out of here.
1: I want to talk to you about this particular passage that Pete writes, obviously Pete wrote it. It's one of the most beautiful passages in the book. Claudia is overbearing. That's that's the tension in this book. At first yep. I thought there was gonna be no tension. Yeah, uh, that she loves the baby, they go to the hospital. Claudia's Claudia is super excited. She has a special connection with Peaches. Peaches asks Claudia to be godmother. Claudia thinks Janine's going to be angry. I thought that was going to be the tension. Janine's like, no, you have a special connection. Everything's good. Claudia goes over every day, hangs out with the baby, hangs out with Peaches. And it turns out the tension is that's too fucking much. And I can kind of relate to that, except I can't because if somebody came over to my house and looked after my baby every day and uh, cleaned my house and shit, like I would be actually be 100 percent fine with that. What if they ruined your coffee maker? Like, honestly, fine. Yeah. if if you're if you're like every, what if they brought
0: you presents every day
1: yeah if, good i'm just
0: sweetening the deal
1: yeah every every 10 minutes that you give me to myself to do things like i don't know write a description for my uh semi-popular podcast about the babysitters club instead of looking after my child right uh is worth a coffee maker
0: so you're willing to go through like one coffee maker a week for this? Yeah, a one hundred. How much does a coffee maker cost? Like a hundred bucks?
1: Yeah, something like that. Why not just yeah. pay a
0: hundred dollars a week to someone to come
1: watch your baby? Holy shit, that's fucking brilliant. Is that realistic? Uh, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, no, that sounds way way cheaper than what that actually costs. But what I'm saying is, Claudia, to what if I'm a teenager? Fine, anyone, anybody. When
0: best? I was a teenager, you know what I did? What? I walked through the cornfields of Minnesota detasseling corn. Why? Because someone, some dumb farmer paid me to do it. Okay. 14. Yeah. (laughs) Just walk up and down rows of corn. You pull a little, a little, I think it's technically the corn's penis. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But you pull it out so the corn can't interbreed. Okay. Essentially. Wow. It's called corn detasseling and it's what every strapping young lad in Minnesota grows up doing.
1: it explains so much. Yeah. You spent most of your youth- Jacking off corn. Detasseling
0: corn. And you know how much they paid me? Not much. Certainly not $100 a week. Great. (laughs) So I think you can get teens to do like any menial labor for
1: essentially no money. Well, I'm going to look into it. That's not really my point. My point is that the tension of this novel is that um, and and Pete introduces it in an incremental and fascinating way. The tension is that Claudia is overbearing. She's spending too much time trying to look after this baby. But it all comes to a head. Peaches snaps at Claudia just as she's about to get on a bus to Philadelphia.
0: Phileo Adelphi.
1: Yeah, I love that you're the one who has caught on to that. They they talk about the, the Greek roots right. of yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, the, because
0: Claudia thought that, her teacher gives her a little uh, pop quiz. Yeah, and says, "Does anyone know what city is named after the Greek
1: roots for brotherly love?" Right, and anyone would anyone with like a fucking like basic understanding of Greek would know right.
0: that. But Claudia goes um, Latin, I suppose, right? Because she guesses Hermosa Beach based mm-hmm. on the fact that hermano right. is Spanish
1: for brother. Right. And Spanish is a Latin language, so it's a romance language. I imagine that that it ultimately traces its roots back to Latin, but I don't know off the top of my head. And I feel like... Wow. (laughs)
0: Look who's got I on his face
1: now. (laughs) I feel like you're just... (laughs) You can't even trace it back, baby nation. You're trying to pull me off of my point by talking about word roots, which is working, but... (laughs) Anyway, Hermosa Beach was
0: not right. It turns out they were going to Philadelphia. I want to read you this passage. City of brotherly love. Yeah, please.
1: And it's just a beautiful moment. And I want to ask you what specifically it reminds you of. Okay. This is a passage where Pete kind of lets us know that all is not right. That lets us know that Norm has been transgressed. A relationship has been fractured. Okay. And Claudia... Is not like her happiness has been short lived. Okay. Maybe Russ and Peaches chose the wrong person to be Lynn's godmother. Maybe they should have asked Janine. Perfect people aren't pests. I stared out the window. Rain was beating on the pane, then dripping slowly downward. Or maybe it was the reflection of my tears. It was hard to tell. What does that remind you of? Smith's song. Which one? Most of them. <laughs> What about this, Tanner?
0: Rain was dripping down the window.
1: <laughs> that does sound like Morrissey.
0: <laughs> Maybe it was just my tears.
1: <laughs> it's surprisingly good. I will take it. <laughs> I was thinking about this, Tanner, and I'm sure you will recognize it. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. Orion. I watch sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser Gate. All those moments will be lost in time, like tears in rain. Time to die. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the end of Blade Runner. Yeah, it's the end of the, Blade Runner. <laughs> Sorry, the first Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. So why would The Blade Pete, Runner prequel. Tanner, why would Pete, in this novel, about a human girl— do an explicit callback to the most famous speech in Blade Runner which is about sentient AI. Blade Runner is about Jack, mm-hmm. what it means to be human.
0: Right. What qualifies as human? What does it take for us to call ourselves human? Okay? Okay? Mhm. I think if you follow the logic of the movie, if you try to to really understand what what's his name, Betty Roy? Roy Batty, and this is Roy Batty's point at the end of that speech, and it's the whole, it's the whole um, cliffhanger of the movie: is Decker, Deckert, is Deckert a uh, human? Is he an right. android? Right. Who can say? And what does it matter? Really? What does it matter?
1: And so you think that Pete is asking us to consider whether Claudia may or may not be a sentient AI? No, no. I'm saying Pete is telling us that it doesn't matter. What Pete is saying is, yes, that's true, but no, it Pete doesn't matter. Pete is saying, matter.
0: let's take that as read. Obviously, right. that's true. Obviously. Now that we've taken that in, now that we've processed that, let's think about what that means, and Pete is is jumping one step further ahead and being like, now that you've thought about what that
1: means, forget about it. It doesn't matter. Well, so what? I, here's what I like about this. I feel like it dovetails really nicely with a lot of the other themes of the book. I've been thinking a lot about the title of this book. And what it means. It's called Claudia and... The World's Cutest Baby. And mm. it's related to what you're saying, right? Which is that, like, just because we think we know what kind of a thing Claudia is doesn't mean we know who she is. Right. Doesn't mean we understand her soul. What this book in particular is saying with its title is this baby is born into the world, right? Right. It's, yep. it's a book about birth. It's a book about life. It's a book about a new soul entering the world and beginning to self-actualize. But with its title, the first thing that we're learning is that it's not just any baby. It's the world's baby, right? It belongs to the world. It cannot in any way escape the definition of being cutest baby. something that is in the world, something that belongs to the world, something that is – constrained and defined by the cultural and social norms that are made up by the world that it's brought into. And then secondarily, it's not just any kind of baby that belongs to the world. It's the world's cutest baby. It's already being defined as being a good baby, a a beautiful baby, a happy baby, a, a perfect baby. From the beginning of this book, from its very title, this child, this... What you would think would be a blank slate is already being imprinted with what Pete or Anne think that it should be. With with these preconceived notions of the about, cutest. About goodness, right? About the good. I, I think the cutest here is standing in for um a classical conception of the good. I don't think you can put that on this
0: baby. That's you're reading too far into it. It's not it's not about its goodness, because it's not a good baby, it's a bad baby. It cries constantly, but that's not what Claudia is saying. Claudia is not saying it's a good baby. She's not saying it's the world's best baby. She's not saying it's the world's like most well-behaved baby. She's just saying it's the cutest baby. She's
1: saying it's the cutest it's baby. It's rotten. It's it's awful. It cries all the time, but boy, is it cute. I I agree, right? Like the baby, like the how the baby is belies the description that's given to it. The baby, like, if you look, if you read between the lines, the baby's not trying to be cute. The baby's trying to, like, it spends most of this novel farting and burping and crying. None of those things are cute. I do that stuff all the time. No one thinks it's cute. No one thinks it's cute. Everyone hates it when I People do it. People
0: don't love it.
1: So, meaning yeah. to ask you to stop, actually.
0: Can you stop a bird from singing its beautiful tune every morning, Jack?
1: I would imagine. Can you
0: stop the tide from rolling in? And rolling out every day? <laughs> nope. Can you stop the sun from rising and setting, Jack? Uh, then no. The no, don't ask me to stop burping, crying, <laughs> and, and... farting? Farting. Sometimes all at once. Because I
1: can't. <laughs> okay. Well, that's beautiful. But that's... I think that what you're saying is is what I'm talking about here, right? It's a book that's about free will. Let me ask you a
0: question. Okay. If if you'll indulge me. Please. Let's say you come across Baby Lynn uh-huh. in the desert. Okay. And Baby Lynn is stuck on her back. Okay. And she's struggling to right herself and get back up and and crawl out of the desert. But she can. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why, Jack, why don't you save Baby Lynn?
1: Why Why are you asking me this?
0: Just, it's it's a simple question. I just, like, it's, it's a very, you just have to, I just need to kind of gauge your response. It's a very simple question. I don't... You're making me angry. Okay, settle down. It's just what, I, listen. This is routine. why wouldn't I, Jack? This is just a routine set of questions. I just need you to answer the question as honestly and as truthfully as you can. You're looking up this guy's speech from the getting of Blade Runner, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> it's an upsetting thing to ask anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but your your reaction. Says a lot about you because I guess I don't know. You would have to ask Philip K. Dick, but yeah, if you say, like, no, I saved the turtle,
1: yeah, you can't would, tell
0: me I don't, yeah, I have agency in this,
1: yeah, no, exactly. Um, it's called the Voigt Kampf test, and yep. I feel like somebody should give it to Claudia
0: or not. The, the, Jack. No, it no. doesn't matter, she's fine, let her live her life, artificial life,
1: fine. Well, we should put, talk about this baby in relation to that. Here's a dream that Claudia has, and I feel like it's it's related to what I'm talking about, uh, with this free will thing, and it's also related to what we're talking about with allowing <laughs> with the Voikamp. It test. sounds like a Voikomp question. Yeah. And this a dream she has. I'm sure this whole fucking book is a Void Kampf test. Here's a dream that Claudia has that is related to all of those things. I tried to hold on to my dream, she says. Baby Lynn was running through a big field on those teeny legs. She was heading toward a cliff. I was running and running, trying to catch her. Is there something about this child? Traditionally, when a new baby is born in Stony Brook, Tanner, it's meaningful, right? It's it's the result of a prophecy. It's It's the one in to someone else's one out
0: um yeah but we we recently lost um we lost amelia freeman this is the one in from that one out
1: right and they're trying they're trying with the framing of this by saying it's the world's cutest baby it belongs to the world it is necessarily a baby that partakes of the good it's a good baby and then claudia has this dream where it's like the baby's trying to run away from all of that Hmm. i feel like and also, if you notice at the beginning of this book, Claudia is desperate that they call the baby Mimi, right? She's like, oh, this will be the one in for Mimi. She's like, yeah, oh, yeah. we got to call the baby Mimi. And Peaches is like, no, we're calling it Lynn. Well, I think it,
0: Claudia was trying to circumvent the one in, one out rules by calling – by reintroducing Mimi into this universe.
1: Right. Because she we She was that- saying
0: like Mimi is gone. Right. And – through Mimi's sacrifice we got Andrea Presia.
1: Oh, we got Oh, was it Andrea? No, no cuz remember it was Yeah, we got Emily Michelle, right. uh, Christy Thomas's uh sister who we haven't heard f- thing one from.
0: But it was a, it was the plot of an entire book cuz right. Claudia starts to wonder about her own lineage and whether or not she's actually adopted or if she's a naturally born Kishi. Right. And by trying to invoke Mimi's name and bring her back into the world, she, like, broke the time stream a little bit. Right. And luckily, Peaches doesn't fall into that trap.
1: Peaches calls her Lynn. Peaches calls her Lynn. And so she's the one in for Amelia. My question is just this. What does she portend? I feel like Pete and Anne and Claudia are feeling really secure that this is like we lost a a beautiful soul in Amelia Freeman and so we've got this wonderful baby who's gonna save us all. But maybe not, man. I'm trying to figure out
0: they had a a name for this baby that was a traditional Japanese name. Oh, really? Janine was scrutinizing the facts. Ariana, she announced. She definitely looks like an Ariana. I thought maybe... Hideyoshi, mom said. That was Mimi's older sister.
1: Oh, interesting. A shadowy figure who we've never heard anything about. Hideyoshi. It means excellent or outstanding, combined with good, virtuous, or respectable. Huh. And that is exactly... Can we come right back to what you were saying earlier? Come right back to what I'm saying, where they're trying to put this fucking baby in a box. They're trying to... Make it more than it is. They're trying to deny this child its free will, and meanwhile, so they're fucking. Meanwhile, they're like, they're fucking singing this happy song about how they've got this great fucking baby who's like the world's answer to all of the world's problems, Tanner. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, some fucking crazy shit is going on what crazy in these shit? books. The fucking B plot. Oh right, the Arnold, the Arnold girls. The Arnold girls are witnessing like. Carolyn and Marilyn. F- Carolyn and Marilyn are witnessing twins. these horrors. Uh, They're
0: watching, a, so it's a free preview weekend on the Sitterverse version of HBO. Right. And the Arnold twins, We first of all, we get another Logan POV chapter.
1: I know, which is, these are coming. It just keeps, it fucks with me. I'm not fear. ready
0: for it. I don't know what to do with it. I don't want to be in that space. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't love it. I feel like I am a Primarch aboard my ship, transversing the chaotic realm. Yeah. Okay. Is that a Warhammer reference? Bingo. Got it. I'm just surrounded by evil. Yeah. When I inhabit this persona of Logan. Yeah, it's dark. And I don't like it. But there's a chapter. There's an entire Logan POV chapter in this book where th- the car- the Arnold twins are have a free. HBO preview weekend and they keep watching horror films
1: right uh, which which scare them they're scared by them these films portend what may be coming or something about what we can expect from these books it's the dark side of this particular book which is otherwise trying to present a happy picture that's like oh this like this the the world's best fucking baby has arrived and like everyone's gonna be okay now and then meanwhile right. in the fucking B plot you've got this crazy shit happening they're watching these films and I'll read the passage that um, describes the the main film that they watch yeah uh Logan goes up to see what the twins are up to and they put on... Because
0: they watch the movie in their parents' bedroom so that Logan won't...
1: Yeah. They put on some, like, comedy show. And, and, like, he sees that and he's like, all right, fine. But he, like, he keeps it quiet. Through the door, Ted Baxter was bragging on and on about something. When he was finished, the laugh track blared. And then it suddenly stopped. The next thing Logan heard was a deep, gloomy music and the crack of thunder. A quavery female voice asked, That... thing... In the bicycle basket. What is it? Uh, I don't know, a guy answered. Looks like a mask or something. The music became louder. It's not a mask, the female said. It's a... <laughs> then she screams. Yeah. The TV character scream was joined by Marilyn's and Carolyn's, which were even louder. Logan pushed open the door. On the TV screen was a close-up of a bicycle basket in the rain. In it was a... Well, I don't know what to say. It's too gross. Let me put it this way. According to Logan, its expression was not happy, and the liquid it was floating in was not rain. So like a dumpling?
0: That's where your head went? I don't know. I had dumplings for lunch.
1: That's what you that's what you where your head went. It's something I had,
0: spinach, I had like spinach dumplings
1: in broth for lunch. And they were t- too gross for Claudia to say.
0: No, they were good. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, that was a bad that was a bad pull then, as we
0: say in the business. Alright, well let me keep thinking. A nerf ball floating in orange juice? <laughs> that's I feel a- like I'm getting further away from it now.
1: That's 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 a I feel like I was on a better track when I was doing dumpling. Okay, well we can go with dumpling. What about a dumpling floating in orange juice? That would be gross. That would be gross. But not too yeah. gross to talk about. A poop. No, no. Floating
0: in. C- no. P No, cut that.
1: <laughs> See? Too gross to talk about. <laughs> but here, the reason I'm talking about this is the following passage, Tanner. And then we can get back to trying to figure out what this thing was and what it was floating in. Oh, but- I know. It was some kind of mask floating in rain. It was a mask floating in rain.
0: Yeah, the clues were all there in like the sort of le- introductory lead-up to
1: that. The liquid it was floating in was not rain. Not rain. Oh, shit. And it looks like a mask or something. So, no. Huh. Here's the point that I want to make before we get back to figuring out what the fuck this is. That is why this is relevant. This wasn't just a movie that they were watching one night. You would like this movie, Carolyn says. The town was just like Stony Brook, and the girl, says Marilyn, to l- looked like Marianne. <sighs> something floating in something—a gourd, okay—in orange juice.
0: I don't know why my mind keeps going back to orange juice. What but you, you think, think that's yeah, what it is? Maybe in orange juice.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be. Gr- I wouldn't. It, it would be gross, but. I just
0: keep. I think orange juice is right because I just keep it just keeps clicking into place on orange juice. Okay.
1: So, what about eggplant?
0: Uh huh. Floating
1: in orange juice. Orange juice. Orange juice. Yeah. (laughs) That would be
0: weird. (laughs) What? Imagine like you're out in the rain and there's a murderer around and he's chopping people's heads off and putting them in bike baskets and it's floating in blood and. You don't know what's going on, and you suddenly, like, you see an eggplant floating in orange juice. And you're like, yeah. what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm already terrified. I'm already confused. And I don't quite understand what's happening. Yeah. And now there's this eggplant
1: floating in orange juice. In I don't think eggplant basket. is right because they say it looks like a mask or something. I think orange juice is right. We know it's the liquid is that's floating and is not rain. And I feel like you and I are both getting kind of an orange juice vibe from right. that. But it's something that looks like a mask or something, and it's not a mask. I said, did I say eggplant already? Eggplant kind of looks like a mask. Yeah, I guess. No, I would say not. I don't think it's that. Not, not that. Um, like a
0: mask. It looks like a mask.
1: What about? A, did you do a gourd? I said a gourd. Yeah.
0: Okay. Because they can get kind of wrinkly. Yeah. I don't think. I think we should move on. It's like it's like um. Anne and What's, Pete have written this so that it's it's intention. It's like when the, people in the Bible try to describe angels and they just yeah. can't do it. Yeah, it's just too fantastic. Yeah, for like a human being to process. And I think that's why they did this. They're like, we can't even describe this to you. <laughs> right. It's okay. like something floating
1: in orange juice. It's something. It's something indescribable. Floating in orange juice. <laughs> that's floating in orange juice. That's fucking terrifying. You know what? I'm never gonna drink orange juice again after this. I wouldn't. No, no, no. And then, so then, the Arnold twins
0: watch a making of documentary about yeah. how horror, whatever it's called, the horror anthology, right? This like tales from the crypt like show is made, mm-hmm. and they find out that the um, gourd floating in orange juice is just a it's a rubber gourd <laughs>
1: <laughs> floating in fake orange juice, <laughs> yeah.
0: They use human blood and they <laughs> dilute it in such a way that it looks like orange
1: juice. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that the girls do to guard themselves from this, do you catch this? Around yeah. Car- Logan f- crept upstairs. The bedroom light was still glaring. Around Carolyn's bed and Marilyn's sleeping bag, standing shoulder to shoulder, were dolls, stuffed animals, and a model skeleton in a big circle, guarding the twins, keeping them safe. So this week we have the arrival of Lynn Benedict. We have a portent both in a dream of Claudia's and in uh, something that Marilyn and Carolyn see of something horrible coming. We All we know is that it's going to be floating in some kind of liquid that's not rained probably O.J. Looks like orange juice at the Looks, very least. It seems like it might be O.J. And that the only way to protect against it is
0: dolls dolls invoke the orb and surround right. yourselves with dolls
1: right invoke the orb Surra- invoke surround invoke the orb and dolls.
0: surround yourself with dolls right
1: yeah okay i feel like that's as clear a message
0: as we can give to our listeners baby nation yeah if any of you are still with us 100 episodes in and i don't know why you would be mm-hmm. god bless you yeah do me a favor yeah before it's too late I know we've been warning you. We've been warning you for dozens of episodes now. Yeah. Beware of dolls. Dolls are bad. Be be careful with the orbs. Purple orbs. It's all bad. You just need to protect yourselves against all these things. Yeah. Enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. There's something coming. There's something coming
1: that's very bad.
0: Invoke the orb. Yeah. And surround yourselves with dolls. (laughs) Now before it's too late. Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. Okay. I have preparations to make. I don't Maybe. even own any dolls.
1: Well, you're in f- huge amounts of trouble. I've got tomoyo. Okay. You want to know what Anne's first word was, Tanner? Bah. Bah. <laughs> she bah. She's starting to say Baby Sitters Club. Her first word, Baby Nation, this is this is not speculation. She says it in the happy reading. Her first word was ba, B-A. She was trying to say babysitter's club. She was starting to say baphomet. Or bail Or bae Or babysitter's club. And her club.
0: parents, or babysitter's club. And her parents immediately like silenced her. They just like
1: cut her off. She, she was like,
0: like ba, and they bah. slapped a like hand over her mouth. Threw she, a was, she was going to say bird. A... <laughs> oh, that's cute. She was saying bird. Oh, it means bird. It's so cute
1: yeah fucking hell yeah my baby's never said
0: shit man now his first word's gonna be like really fucked up yeah he's gonna
1: invoke like a dark passage ah uh,
0: jesus from the satanic verses
1: well so that's interesting to know about Anne. her first word was a truncated attempt to say baphomet or baal or babysitter's, babysitter's club. club but that's unlikely i was thinking we should get the fuck out of here oh what? okay Okay. You're done talking to me. Is there any other notes you want to hit?
0: No, I'm just having fun, you know. All right. If you need to to take off, it's fine. No, I'm having a nice time. No, no, no. I don't want to keep you. I'm having a good time. This is our 100th episode,
1: man. It's fine. (laughs) It's It's 1030 at night here. Let's let it linger. Some of us have to go walk a dog. Some of us have to go walk a baby. You walk it? I walk around with it. Tanner- you don't put it on a leash and like walking around though, right? No, it's th- he is four months old and he can't fucking walk. Okay,
0: I just I'm trying to get my head around it. You know, it's like I'm getting older. I'm gonna have to start thinking about this stuff pretty soon. So yeah, I don't really. I'm I'm lost in the weeds here,
1: Tanner. I really would love to get the fuck out of here.
0: I'm already gone, my man. Up here, long gone.
1: He's pointed to his head. It's an audio medium, baby nation. Thank you so much for listening, Tanner. Thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure as always. Maybe even more of a pleasure than usual this week because it was- The already. pleasure was
0: all mine, Jack.
1: Okay. Well, I'm trying to give you a compliment. Just take it.
0: No. <laughs>
1: Man, <laughs> I didn't realize I was messing with a character who's going to push back.
0: My wife's been watching a lot of The Crown, and my favorite thing is the way the queen says, no.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's take it again from the top. Baby Nation, thank yep. you so much for being here. Tanner, thank you so much for being here. It's been a wonderful episode, a wonderful record. The pleasure has been all yours. And? And? Baby Nation, please take a moment to write a nice review for us on iTunes. Give us a nice little rating. Uh, it means the world to us, and it helps us to skyrocket through the rankings so that other people can discover us. Baby Nation, we're 100 episodes in.
0: Share an episode, not this one, obviously, with
1: a friend (laughs) who you think would appreciate and enjoy it. Baby Nation, this week, we read a book that was called Claudia and the World's Cutest Baby. Next week, Baby Nation, we're going to be reading a book called Dawn and And, too and Too Many
0: Sitters. Yeah, yeah, It's been a while since we've checked in on Dawn and the kid, We Heart Kids Club. Yeah. Are you saying Dawn? Anything could be happening. Uh, no, I said Dawn. 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 Okay. Yeah. What is with this fucking beer you're drinking? It's like all froth, and you've always got like a dumb froth on your nose. <laughs> you've had a dumb froth on your nose this entire episode. I don't know
1: what's going on. Why is it so frothy? <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> Baby Nation, we're going to read that book next week. We read this book this week. This week, Baby Nation, I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. Yeah, I just said who I am. No, you didn't. I have been
1: Tanner Greenring. This week, Baby Nation, do us and yourselves a favor. Round off the corners in your bedroom. Drown all your dolls, but not before. Surrounding yourself with your dolls. Sorry no, for the mix don't mixiness. drown all your dolls. Yeah. We've...
0: Enemy of my enemy is my friend. Do not drown your dolls. Surround yourself with dolls. Invoke the orb. Surround yourself with dolls.
1: Baby Nation, if you have drowned all of your dolls because of the last 10 or 15 episodes where we've been telling you to do that. Resurrect them as liches. Really sorry. Please don't. (coughs) Please don't have done that. Surround yourself flush, with dolls Flush your favorite doll accessories down the toilet Resurrect them as liches Invoke the orb Surround yourself with dolls Call your senator and demand your right to bear time Don't forget to let daddy love you as much as I do Tanner, you're being detained Joke's on you because I'm a sovereign citizen Okay, I guess and you're And I cannot be detained <laughs> What's in the box? Claudia's wearing a bra now <laughs> And the way she talks You would think the boys had just been invented Tanner, it's an audio medium. Something What's new... that, Jack? It looks like I'm getting
0: a... some interference
1: on my camera. Yeah. It's, it's a looks...
0: spooky demon. It looks oh, like you got me.
1: Baby Nation Tanner had lit a match. Uh, I imagine that was left over from uh, last week when we hopefully exorcised the video geist. Apologies if you missed that episode. You will have no idea what I'm talking about. Then he burned himself. Tanner, we're back. We are back. We're back. Don't light more matches.
0: (laughs) Oh, I lit too many. Oh, shit. (laughs) I got scary for a second. Um,
1: We're back. Okay. I just got a check from you. It was a link, Virgin America safety video. I'm not going to watch that. It's really good. Okay, great. But well, let's we're back. Let's we owe it. It's a really catchy tune. To talk baby about baby nation, book. if
0: you have the opportunity, go to YouTube and search Virgin America safety video and watch this real catchy tune. It's okay. so good. In the
1: meantime, here we are. We're back. That was a headgum podcast.